Are you ready? <laughs> I need to come up with a Wait, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I funny. don't know. Are you ready? <laughs> See, when you, I, I know you are, but what am I? Kind of shit. Doesn't <laughs> work with funny. me. No, it's not funny. Okay, but are you Welcome ready? back, though. <laughs> <laughs> because br- we've been waiting for Bryn for a long time. She takes a, w- a long time to prep, but it's worth it. You look beautiful. And let's get started. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> what? That's terrible. It's like I was like do- redoing my makeup. You were, weren't you? No. What were you taking so long for then? What? This is. This, <laughs> this don't change. This don't change. I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money and all things business. Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Welcome back to Sigmund Sense, guys. Uh, We're just having a good time over here. And we're going to finish up the VTO. The Vision Traction Organizer. The Vision Traction Organizer by Gino. Wickman. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and we're on to the last piece of the puzzle. So the last couple episodes we've been speaking about creating the vision, which is the first page. And, and it, once again, you can reference this. Uh, th- uh, it's called VTO, Vision Traction Organizer. Mm-hmm. You can find it in the book. You, you can see a link below. The book is Traction. Traction, yep. And uh, the first page is all about creating your three-year and 10-year vision, understanding your mission and vision and value proposition and culture and all that fun stuff. The second page is really where the rubber meets the road. That's the easiest way to explain it. The second page is what is what what is your steering wheel for this year? Like, what the hell are we doing? What yeah. is the plan? Uh, and the reason why this is important is, I've said it many times, but a vision without a plan is as worthless as a plan without execution. So we like, I want to make a million bucks. Uh, and I'm working and the, how we do this is what's missing for most people. Right. So the plan is what we need to work on for this small business that's starting off and it's broken up into three components. And so we'll go through those each in about 10 minutes, each about 30 minute episodes. So, uh, hopefully for those of you guys that have ADD, you'll be able to hang in there. (laughs) Um, but the first step is what's your one year vision? Like, what are we going to do? What's the goal for this year? What's the goal for this and year? And we, in the last episode, we spoke about all the reasons why people don't like goals, but get over it. You got to have a goal. You got to chase it. You must. Uh, you're growing, you're dying. So it should be at least one more deal, one more widget, one more whatever than last year. Uh, but put out something that you're going to achieve. And it's a win or a loss. It's not good or evil. It's a win or a loss. Okay. So that one year goal needs to, once again, correlate to the three-year vision, three-year. which has to correlate to the 10-year vision, the yes. BHAG, the Big Hairy Audacious Goal. So 
What, what I mean by that is, is that if you look at your three-year vision, like the, the, the pulling force is the vision, the three-year and 10-year, where are we going? That's a pulling force. Now the one year is, how are we going to get there, right. right? So the one year has to explain what we're going to do this year that puts us on track for the three-year. Three. So okay. if I read your one-year plan and I read your three-year and it doesn't ma- make sense, like there's big missing blocks of how the hell are we going to bridge that gap? then your one year is not detailed enough. Yeah. Okay. So I want to stop you right there just for a second, Uh because um, a couple of times you have mentioned, if I read your book, if I read your plan and it doesn't make sense. So um, get help, ask for opinions, seek advice, have someone to poke holes in this, especially if you are, you know, a sole writer. Yeah. definitely ask for advice and, and share it. And, you know, anyone from someone who doesn't know anything about business to someone who is like a business guru, because I think they both bring really valuable perspective. Um, and it's hard because, you know, it's like an artist sharing their work or an author sharing their words, um, very vulnerable, but do it. Yep. Absolutely get some and help I with would that. Also, I, I do agree that there's value in both sides, the rookie versus the, the veteran. I will tell you, make sure you put more heed into the person that's actually accomplished things before. Yeah, good um, point. So, um, you know, they say that most businesses are out of business by the third year. So yeah. if you find somebody that's in business for five years already, um, they probably have something to add. And you know, they probably got some help along the way too. So if you ask them, they're probably going to help you because somebody probably helped them. Most people are not successful on their own. Yes, Um, for sure. They're standing on a couple other people's shoulders along the way. So, um, but I love that you said that because this is, uh, the best kept secret is not what is going to make you successful. What I always think about, what am I going to, what's going to wreck this this ship? Mm. Usually my great ideas of how we're going to float the ship are not as uh, as big as what can take down the take ship, down which the are the ship. blind spots. Like, what am right. I not seeing? So, yeah. the running your plan by somebody that's uh, you know versed in business plans and versed in business building is really important because what you don't know is what's going to kill you. Here's a great example. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, one of my businesses, I flip properties. We we talked about that in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of flip properties, like a lot, a lot, several a month or going, I think I've got five going on right this second. Right. Wow. And the reason I say that aloud is that when I started, um, you know, a lot of trust, a given that was not earned yet, um, lost some money and some, uh, talked about that in a previous episode. But one of the big risks that I didn't really understand was what, what the builder's risk was. Um, so we built, you know, a lot of these rehab areas are in, you know, 50, 50 neighborhoods where it's, a uh, you know, some, some, uh, distressed areas with some questionable people living in it. Yeah. And damned if I didn't have a, a property that had ACs stolen three times. Oof. So I got to buy three new ACs right. along with a break-in that stole, literally tore out the kitchen fucking sink. Mm. Like they broke out and carried out a f- piece of, of rock along with everything else, right? Right, right. Well, having the right insurance, it was a couple hundred bucks and got all my shit back. Yeah. Uh, not having that, I just paid for a couple ACs. Right. So, but if I had consulted somebody in the field that w- had done lots of flip properties early enough and asked like, what are some things I can do to mitigate my risk? What holes am I not seeing? They would have probably said, hey man, do you have any builder's risk insurance? And I would have said, no, what the hell is that? And they would have told that? me and I'd be like, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So that's why I think it's, uh, it's important to do a business plan. It's not just 
Uh, you don't want to get a yes person that agreed. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's going to be great. You want yeah. somebody to poke holes in it and say, hey, what, what, are the, what am I missing? What am I missing? Right. right. So that's the one year. And that one year correlates with, so here's your bullet points. Here's your homework. It correlates with where we're going in three years, number one. Number two, it is metric and measurable oriented, meaning that uh, I'm going to not just grow. I'm going to grow by what percent this year. How many specific units? What's my conversion ratio? What's my lead? What's my profit per transaction? What's my expense per transaction? Very, very detailed metrics that I can look at on a regular and and uh, frequent basis. Um, that because the numbers don't lie. Like I don't want to feel like I'm doing uh, doing well with business and go out of business, and I don't want to feel like I'm going out of business but be doing really well. Yeah. And what's really interesting is is that I have these conversations with business owners and small teams all the time. That they're like, oh my God, I sucked this year. And it's like, uh, in fact, just we were just talking about Justine the other day. Yeah. Okay? So Justine works on my team. She's awesome. And uh, she's got some goals out there. And to put this in perspective, so um, she hit a, a point in production last year that within our company, we literally award watches for. So old school, get, do a sales bonus, and, and here's a watch. She, it took her five years to earn the watch. Well, Last week, she was really down on herself <laughs> about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bringing all these leads in, but they're not closing and da-da-da, and, yeah. uh, you know, all these appraisal issues and things like that that are happening. They're real things. Right. And I looked, I'm literally looking at her. I'm like, you realize that it took you five years to win that watch last year, and this year, you would have won it six times. Six times. Six times. And by the way, we're recording this for reference at the end of August. Yeah. So six out of eight months, you hit a yeah. great production level. Such a great production. So... But, but she felt bad. And so yeah. the, me- the measurements, the numbers remove the emotion. Like yeah. uh, on track, go home, have a celebratory beer. Not on track. Is this a trend? What's missing? Yeah. What do I need to change? How do I improve it? What do I need to do differently, better, or follow through? And Which let is- me tell you, salespeople... Man, you got to really, they get down and they go down. Oh, emotional roller coasters. <laughs> Dude, it's like, oh my God, you look like you're high. All the way down to, are you going to commit suicide? Like, this is For scary. For real. Like, it's it crazy. Is, and, and we're all that way. <laughs> um, and so, you know, lots of perspective, I feel like, is what um, has helped me um, navigate my own emotional roller coasters. You're not emotional. <laughs> right? Not at all. Whatever. I wasn't crying before I, I walked used to in call here. You, I used to call you Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for a reason. It's I like, crying. What am I getting today? Is this Bryn or is this Brian? Which one is it? <laughs> my alter ego. Um, yeah. So lots of different perspectives and lots of different, if you're managing salespeople, lots of different ways to explain like, I mean, because I had explained it to her one way about how to look at it. And she was like, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. That made me feel better. And then Josh, you know, like came in with his like, you've won it six times. She's like, yeah, that's good, too. I, I like that. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> so, and she was a disaster the previous <laughs> week because she's like, I suck. I suck. It's like, no, you really don't. You like, really don't. But this is the point. Like, don't put out a one liner goal for the year. Right. It's here's the goal. Yeah. Here's how we're going to get there. This is how we're going to measure it. What are some key metrics? Um, this is the frequency. This is what needs to be accomplished by the end of the year. Maybe it's a certification. Yeah. Maybe it's a new product uh, line comes out. Uh, maybe it's a new um, service offering. And but I like, what has to be Yeah, and I year? like that because I like that there's numerous ways to measure it. And, I and think that's, that's also important. numerous ways to win. Yes. Like if, if there's a singular goal and I miss it, 
I lost my whole year in my oh, mind, yeah. right? <laughs> right? If I've got uh, a driving goal, yeah. number one, but there's eight things that would be movement, right? Because we're moving forward or we're moving backwards. So, but I hired these, then it's the number of people I wanted to hire. Uh, we got this marketing endeavor in place. We decreased expenses by X. We Absolutely. increased our profitability by X. Our but conversion I, but went I, up. But I didn't, but I missed this by a percent. Right. Like I get to look back and say, you know what? But this was in alignment with my three year. And so based on what we got accomplished, I still feel pretty damn good about the three year mark. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So that's the, what, the, what we're trying to explain is don't make it so emotional. Make it tactical. Yeah. Uh, approach it with a, uh, with uh, a little bit of gumption, a little mm-hmm. bit of grit a little bit of desire and make sure that whatever you write down for one year, you actually want to do, you actually want to run through walls because if it's not exciting, if it's not fun, if you're not clear about what's in it for you, if it's just a number, it's not going to get done most of the time. Um, One thing I want to add too is if you are, if you have hit, or I'm sorry, if you have missed one of these goals or one of the ways that you are measuring success, be inquisitive about why. Um, Ask yourself, ask others, ask around, look at the environment, look at the market, um, be inquisitive about it. Mm -hmm. Um, ask yourself what, was there anything personally that was not in alignment with as far as, you know, talking about activities per day, um, put some thought into it because, um, not to beat yourself down, but to keep propelling yourself forward. Right. Because if you have 10 things that you're measuring and you miss two, we'll be inquisitive because next time we'll have to get all 10. Um, but I think it's important to to think through, you know, yep. and really kind of. Re-evaluate. I want you to think of uh, minimum five, probably 10. When you think about a car, all your all the one year measurements should be is your dashboard. Your of dashboard your car. is great. It's, yeah. a, it's a dashboard, right? Like uh, I don't look at my gas every minute I'm on the road, but I glance down every time I turn the car on. Yeah. Right. I don't look at, I don't look at my, my speed ever. <laughs> Clearly uh, ever. <laughs> sorry. Excuse ever. me. Uh, I do really love and appreciate our police department. Why do uh, you have to go so fast? I, I have a size 13 <laughs> foot. It's not my fault. Uh, it's just heavier than um, yours. Excuse me. When someone once told me that you really need to take ownership over everything in your life. Yeah. I own my 13 foot. It's heavier than yours. <laughs> that is not the point I was trying to I'm make. I'm sorry. Thank you for making it. Um, but that's here's, but going back to the dashboard, I right? would like for someone who has a size 13 foot that's never gotten a ticket ever in their life to please speak up now. It hasn't <laughs> happened. Guaranteed. No one that's listening is going to support you over this. That's a size 13 foot. You're on my side. Whatever. It's okay. Um, but here's the point. When I think about dashboards too, uh, and this is where the measurements come in, all of the dials are not the same size. Like, yes, the miles per hour is big. Why? Because that's... It's important. It's really important. <laughs> it is. It's really important. It's the thing that's going to get you yes. in the most trouble the fastest, right? Um, right? But some people have RPMs. Some don't even have an RPM meter, right? Uh, some people... Well, all really? of us have... Ba- yeah, all of us have batteries, but batteries usually are like that big. Why? Because the battery usually works. And you know really quickly when the battery doesn't work. It just doesn't start, it's right? <laughs> But the, the battery light that like, is it yeah. charged or not? So the, so just understand that all those measurements and all those goals for the one year are not equally measured. And what I mean by that is the number one bu- rule of business is to make a profit. Mm-hmm. And so one of the goals has to be profit driven, has to be profit driven because 
you can accomplish eight other things, but if you miss that one, you're still not in business in two years or yeah, three years. Okay. So just keep in mind, like I want you to have those six, seven, eight ways to win, but there's two or three that you must do. Yeah. Lead generate, um, get sales done, create revenue, manage your expenses. There's some things you have to do. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on Salesforce quite a bit and uh, we're working on currently our dashboards and our reporting and Salesforce recommends nine dashboards total. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I thought that well, that's was a great reference. Okay, yeah. cool. So. so that's all for the first third of that page. Okay. So we have the one year on the left on the far right is your issues list is what's tiled in the middle is the quarterly. I'm going to skip the far right to the issues list. And the reason is, is that I love that the, well, here's what it's supposed to be. Okay. And, and I need to ex explain why you need this. So most people that are interested in building a business, they do research, they take notes, they read books, they do self-help, they get opinions, they uh, watch YouTube videos and all of their ideas are scattered. Like yes. whether they don't take any notes at all or they do it on post-it notes or they went to that seminar and they wrote notes in the seminar book, but that seminar book is now lost in the <laughs> desk or whatever. All those idea dream lists are scattered. And the flip side, the same thing occurs with real issues, right? Like when you get a customer feedback loop that is negative or you don't deliver a product on time or something like that, there, you need to address it at some point or you're going to have the same issue over and over and over, over again. Over, yeah. So just like on a dashboard where they're not all equal, you have to understand that issues and dream lists aren't all equal either. Fact. Like they're all important to address, but not necessarily today, this week, this month, or even this year or two. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what the issues list while on the VTO, there's probably only 15 blanks. We've had earlier on our, in our oh, career, yeah. we had over a hundred yeah. that were on this mainly dream list to do list stuff and yeah. some issues too, but it's the one list, the one singular list that you put all of your hopes, your dreams, your I'd like to add this wow checklist and your real problems and your real complaints. You've heard more than once. More than once, yeah. Keep Be clear. You hear it more than once you put on the list. If it's just once, you take note. Right. But you can't make everyone happy. And sometimes people complain about shit that that's not how you do business. So you're not going right. to fix it for the one person. Um, but that issues dream list is 15 to 500. And now from there, here's how it's supposed to work. Okay. The way you're supposed to look at that issues list is, okay, which of these issues and or dream to-do list mm -hmm. items, if done first, gets me the fastest yeah. to my one-year goal? Get you the most traction. Oh, interesting. Weird. <laughs> that was almost funny. Actually. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I really laughed. That I laughed. Was that was pretty good. And it was super on point. Since it, we're talking about the book, it was relevant. It was relevant. Okay. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Hey, first time in ever. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, anyways, Tally? so the issue, so which, if done first, moves the needle the fastest to accomplish my one year goal, right? Right. Whatever those, and, and by the way, where, where you, you organize, organize those things, the best answers to that question are what lands in those big rocks, lands in the quarterly objectives. Okay. So, so you've got your one year on the right on hand the side, on the left, That's your hand, left side. hand side. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see Josh. Except for them. Okay, but we're talking. Okay. So <laughs> on the left hand side, you have your one year. Yep. On the right hand side, you have your issues 
list and in or the dream middle issue slash dream list in the middle of your page is where you have your big rocks. Big rocks is your quarterly objective. Quarterly and one thing I'm going to add to this is there's a great recent book called the 12 week year. The 12 week year suggests that, uh, are the speed of business. No, the speed of business these days is such that your goal should be for three months at a time, 12 weeks, because here's a great example. Uh, whatever your business plan was in January of 2020 was irrelevant. Come the end of the first quarter. I mean, working from home, stopping business altogether, like it was basically irrelevant uh, or had to change massively. So by working in 12 week increments, you know, you are dealing with the realist issues of the moment, the realist complaints, the realist uh, or the most important wow things to get accomplished to move that needle. That's the best you've ever explained it. So with that, then the one question that I get asked a lot with that big rocks is, well, how many should I have? And the answer is, it depends on how many people you have, Yeah. right? Yeah. So remember, I'm organizing into my big rocks, not what I want to do, not what is the easiest to do, not Oof, what I can yeah. do the most of, the fastest. Like a lot of people look at a list of 30 things and knock out, oh, well, I can do these 20 in the next 30 days. But the 20 things that you're, and it makes you feel good because you're knocking yeah. 20 out of 30. Totally. It, but the 10, which take the most time, are, are happen to be the most important too. Right, right. So, where it depends on what the issue is, depends on what the wow checklist is. But as long as it answers the riddle of how do I get to the one year the fastest, you would do as many as you can in the next 90 days. And it's usually based on how many people you have as yes. well. Reviewed monthly. Reviewed monthly. Reviewed yeah. monthly. Well, and, and the leader should be looking at it on a weekly basis. Like mine's on my, my yeah. or daily. Mine's on my desk. I look at it all the time. Whether the I'm time. intentionally looking at it or not, I'm looking at it all the time. Yeah. And... One that, piece that yeah. is on the big rocks is that you have identified, it, it, and this is from a team perspective, but here's the issue or the big rock that's going to be accomplished, and then there's a name assigned to it. Yep. Um, and Somebody's so got to own it. Somebody has to own it is, is the now point. If you're a team of one, you're starting your new widget company out of your ba- basement, guess what? You get to own all of it. But mm-hmm. one of the things, and where I lo- love, Bryn, that you brought this up is we're, you know, I'm sitting with six people. Hey, we're going to do this this quarter. Okay. Everyone's a scarecrow. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, I think he's cool. talking to you, right? <laughs> Pointing both yeah, ways, for right? Sure. Have fun with that. So it, that's where, uh, it, like, for example, customer service surveys need to be over 95%. Um, there's only one person on our team that actually computes that on a monthly basis right. and sends in the report, but it's all of our responsibilities. But one person's owning it, giving the report, making sure it's emailed to everybody, right? Right. Um, CRM system for us is supposed to be utilized by everyone on the team. Right. But it's your job to make sure that's fully rolled out, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got multiple people, salespeople on my team, yourself included, Justine, that help drive leads. Right. But it's my job to be the rainmaker, yeah. right? Like at the end of the day, if the leads are down, it's my fault, right? Yeah. Um, and down operational, you know, you, you know uh, whether it's Crystal's going to do this thing or Katie's going to work on this onboarding or... Uh, right, the marketing or like budget needs to be below, be below what? Right. right. Or if there's a playbook, you know, this is how we do business. Yes. So making training easier, you know, assigning those things out. One I of our big ones, good. just for people that are listening that were starting last year or have been in business for a couple of years, what does remote onboarding look like was one of our big rocks that we did not have January 1st, 2020, yeah. that all of a sudden was very important come the third very quarter. Important. When we're onboarding a couple of people, we're like, well, we've never done this shit before. So yeah. what does remote onboard training look like? Well, that was assigned. It yes. had a name next to it. I think it was Crystal or it was Katie. It was, I think it was Crystal. Actually, it was a project. It was both of them. It was a project with both of them. 
but they had to report on it every management meeting of where are you with this, yeah. right? So I think if you're listening, you're, what this episode should really paint the picture of is that a few hours of going slow mm-hmm. allows, you, allows you to go fast. Man, right? and that is so hard. If you, you got to, and especially visionaries and just I personalities mm-hmm. or D pers- like do it, do it, do it people, they, they resist the planning time. Yeah. Because they'd just rather go out and start driving. And just, which, right, just start doing. Which I applaud for a lot of people. But this can be a weekend, you know, go to your favorite happy place yeah. with the one other person that's starting this business with you and take the time to really think through in detail what it looks like, what it feels like, how we're going to do this, what's the best options, what do we like to do, can we afford this yet or not? Right. Maybe it's, you know, by the three, third year, maybe we can buy this piece of equipment that we can't afford this year. Yeah. But if we could do that, this is why exponentially we'll be able to hit that 10 year mark. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, walking through that gives you that pulling force and the boots on the ground approach. It levels you out from that 30,000, the 10,000, the 5,000, the 1,000 foot view right. of the world of here's where I'm going in this crazy dream I've got that I don't understand or believe I can even do. It's just like, I think I can to, well, this is the logical next step. Right. So if we do this next step and you keep looking at your feet, everyone, and, and all of a sudden you look up, you're way down the mountain, mm-hmm. right? You do that for a couple more years and you're always working on the biggest issue, not the most fun thing to work on. You're Fact. further down the mountain. Yeah. You know, and you just keep on following that plan. You wake up and your business is a very healthy business long term. Absolutely. And the other thing too, I think it points out is when stuff is not working. And what I mean by that is a lot of times um, people are very quick to pull the plug on stuff that's not working. Yep. Um, no matter what it is, uh, whether it's an operational uh, change or it's a marketing idea an or employee. S- an employee. Oh gosh. Yes. Employee. Like it's just not working. It's not working. Um, whatever it is, this gives you a very clear, especially if you're reviewing it every month, like it is so crystal clear. It's only been 30 days. You can also take note of the things that were said about why it's not working. And if the things that aren't, why it's not working, aren't being fixed in month two, three, and four, well, don't fire the poor guy. Like there's still nobody training him. Yep, That's right. (laughs) Um, And so I think, it, there's just so many ways to cut this piece of the yep. puzzle that um, really, really, really does make yep. it a super I'm going to give you two form. good examples that, that will sink this piece home because um, like in real estate, there's a, depending on which article you read, the old school mail outs actually do work. Like yeah. even though you get junk mail in your mail for anyone that's a homeowner, a lot of people actually do read them. Not you maybe, but a lot of people do. And do. the statistic that you'll read, which has a small degree of variance is, if a realtor mails to you consistently on a monthly basis, then usually it takes at least six months for them to, for you to even recognize their name because now it's a household name because they've mm-hmm. seen your name a couple of times and their face a couple of times. Uh, but it usually takes 10 to 11 months, depending on which article you read, before it's monetized and it's effective right. as a lead generation tool for a realtor, right? Yeah. So realtor signs up to do hard mail outs to the homes and... Three months later, they quit. Why? Because they didn't get any they didn't damn get deals. Any deals. Why? Because you don't even recognize them as a realtor yet, because right. you haven't seen their name for <laughs> nine months yet. So the same could be said for social media. Oh well, you know, let's also say the second one is this podcast is a great example. Yeah. I knew what I was signing up for year one, episode one, season one. Yeah. Which I literally said, this is charity. The reason I'm doing this podcast is we want to teach people about money, and uh, and I'm going to sign up. I'm going to go a full twelve months, and we'll decide if we're going to go another twelve months after that, and and. 
year two, you know, the, the, it's just like, can the podcast just pay for itself? Right. Like it doesn't have to make money. That's not the point. Right. But is this something that's sustainable that it's not just, a, uh, uh, you know, cause you've got people costs, you've got production costs, sure. you've got space costs, uh, you got time, time, costs, time, right. Yeah. Like, can this just pay for itself if it can? Great. Well, do, but I'm signing up for another year. Right. Right. And you do that with everything that you're looking at. And I love mm-hmm. that you brought that out, but it, it removes the emotion. Right. I said at the beginning of this year, that I'm going to do this podcast for the entire year. For the entire so year. So it's September and I don't, you know, I'm not going to worry about money. It's, I said I was going to do it for the whole year. Right. 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 So, um, I hope that this answers your questions guys, when it comes to how we, yeah. uh, run our business and have for years now. For years. Um, yeah. but if you've not read traction or if you got onto this episode, go back and listen to the previous couple. Yeah. Um, it, uh, but it's, if you are a, going to be a small business owner or you are a small business owner, I would argue that traction is probably for me the most effective business planning book. I remember the day we learned about it. We were yeah. like, wow. our eyes were just like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is yeah. amazing. It's you know, and started putting it into play immediately. Yep. Um, and it's, it's a game all, changer. It is a game changer. It is. Um, because so. we were based, we were, we were successful on pure charisma, energy, and and effort, but we didn't, we were definitely not a business. I don't, you've always been really good about outlining goals. Like remember that year that I missed October altogether? Yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. My first business plan ever. I know you're giving me, I know you're giving me some credit, but, um, I, I had natural gut instinct and have read enough to be dangerous, but I would argue that once traction came around, that's when we really, uh, put into concrete. Yeah who, what, when, where, why, how, and where the hell yeah. we're going. Yeah. What's interesting too, is that anytime over the last, you know, six or seven years that we've been using the VTO, anytime things like have gotten weird, it's like, okay. Oh, let's go back and look at the VTO. Let's, yeah. Where, where, where is that thing? Um, so, you know, even with the best of intentions, you know, uh-huh. understand that we have, we have slip ups too. And Dude, there like, was a year, what are we? it's 2018 <laughs> that all, everything went to shit. And I was like, what happened? Oh, we, we, had, we oh, stopped looking at the VTO for like six Where's that VTO months. thing yeah. we filled out? Yeah, Versus so. the last couple of years, it's literally on my desk. I yes. leave it on my desk for yes. a reason. We review it yes. every month as a team. Big, big deal. So. so thank you all for listening. This is um, one of our favorite topics. And we want to hear your stories so or, and your questions. So find us um, on all the social platforms, but um, also email us at sigmundsense at gmail.com. We love you all. Keep sharing. Um, keep spreading the word. And we will see you next time. On Sigmund Sense. Take care, guys. Cheers.